Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hello, friend. I want to welcome you back to the show. I'm your BFF, Heather. I'm so happy that you are here. I want to congratulate you on finding 23 minutes out of this busy time and your busy day to sit with me. So hopefully you are taking a deep breath. We should do that together. (sighs) This is such a busy time. But yes, congratulations. You have found a quiet moment for yourself. So put your earbuds in. Maybe you're out taking a walk. I love to walk and listen to podcasts. So I'm picturing you. Maybe you are cooking last-minute details for the holiday. Whatever you're doing, we are going to take a little time for ourselves. And just remember that you are in charge of maintaining your peace. And that means taking some time out for yourself especially busy times like this and busy seasons, sometimes you need to retreat, go in the other room, take a breath and recharge. So let's recharge together right now. And I want to thank you so incredibly much. Those of you, which so many of you have purchased my new book, Keep It Simple, Sarah. I am getting the sweetest feedback from this book. I can't even tell you. I had a lady the other day that messaged me that does not have children. She's in her 60s and bought this book for herself and then messaged me and said that she was going to purchase it for some friends of hers because she said, big girls need to hear this wisdom and advice and encouragement too. So I am just, I can't even tell you how blown away I am, how thankful I am for you. And one thing that I would really appreciate, because I know so many of you have purchased on Amazon, if you would go and leave a review, that would be amazing. I cannot even tell you what that would do because that allows other people to find the book easier. They'll show the book to more people. And I don't really understand how all this works, but I know that reviews are so important. And so reviews for this podcast are important. I appreciate all of you who have left reviews. I need to read these reviews more on the air. And I'm going to do that in 2023. These are the things that I hope to do more of. I hope to read more of your reviews on the podcast, and I hope to spend a little time on the blog. I mean, I am a terrible blogger. (laughs) That's one of my toxic traits is 
sitting still long enough to put the show notes in the blog. So I'm not a good sit still person, like sit still and watch movies, sit still and blog. I'm just, it's not who I am. So we all have the, those things, don't we, that we need to work on. So that is going to be mine. Okay. First of all, disclaimer, I am not a therapist, a licensed therapist, psychiatrist. I am a coach. So if you have mental health issues that you are dealing with, with yourself or someone in your family, I want you to seek a licensed medical professional. I am a coach. So that's my disclaimer. And any responses that you hear, those are my personal opinions. So I just want to make sure that we are very clear on that. These are my opinions. These are situations that you have sent in to me asking for my opinion on these situations with children and family situations, friendship situations. I love to to hash this out with you and get to the bottom of these things. I'm so happy to. A lot of these things I've either experienced myself or I have a friend who's experienced these things. I've walked alongside them in many of these fun time. So, and I'm happy to do this with you. We're, we're in this together. We can do hard things. We can get through anything. I promise we can get through anything. So, and I'm still working my way through all these emails. And if you have not heard yours on this podcast, your question or your comment, you will. I promise that you will. You're going to hear it. It just... It's been busy, y'all. It has been busy. I went to New York two weeks ago with our daughter, our 21-year-old daughter. I had the time of my life. It was so much fun. And we did things that you cannot do with a man. Because, you know, when you take a trip with a man, you're kind of tied to their schedule. I mean, that well, they want to put you on a schedule. Why do they want to put you on a schedule and an agenda? They like to know what's coming. And for me... I like to be able to to wander around a new place and have experiences. What does Matthew Kelly calls these times carefree timelessness? That's what I like. I like carefree timelessness. And he says it's the greatest joy in life. So that's where you're just enjoying each other's company. So I just, yeah, that's my favorite new term, carefree timelessness. Matthew Kelly, I owe you a big one for that because I'm going to focus on that in 2023 too. Lots more carefree timelessness. So we just wandered around. We wandered through Central Park. We walked all the way to the Met the Wednesday before last, and which was I mean, we were staying in Manhattan. It was a pretty good walk. We got all the way there, and (laughs) it was almost, well, it wasn't almost dark, but it was getting late in the afternoon, and there was a sign up out front that said, closed on Wednesdays, and so I'm going to tell y'all what we did. It was so funny. So, it was closed, and my sweet daughter had walked all this way in boots, And so I said, you know what? I think Kelly Ripa lives around here. Let's look up where she lives, find the street, and we'll see if we can find her house. And when I tell you that was so much fun, we finally figured out which street and we were able to determine which home was hers. And what was really funny is there's this cute little school that's across the street. You would never know that it was a school. I mean, it looks like a a brownstone. 
And this grandmother walked out with her granddaughter and the granddaughter started talking to us and she was just adorable. And so I asked the grandmother, I said, did you know that Kelly Rippa lives right across the street? And I pointed to the house. And at this point, it had gotten a little bit dark. It was starting to get dark outside. And she looked at me and she goes, who is Kelly Rippa? <laughs> And so that's what I love about being in big cities, like people that are a big deal to all of us, a lot of times in these bigger places where they live, nobody knows, well, people know who they are, but I mean, this lady did not know. And she picks her granddaughter up on a regular basis and oh, my dog's screaming. Okay, come on. And she did not know who Kelly was. So we had to tell her who Kelly was and we stood out for a little while and someone asked me why I didn't post a picture of her home and tag her in it. And the reason is that would clearly make me a stalker. <laughs> so I don't want to be a stalker, but I will tell you her home is lovely. It is so beautiful. And she had this gorgeous tree in the window Anyway, it was a fun time. And then when we walked back on Fifth Avenue, the brownstones are just, they're gorgeous. Some of these homes are just gorgeous. So we looked up several of the addresses and found the history on the homes and what they sold for last. And that was kind of fun. And so it wasn't a wasted walk is my whole point. And then that Thursday, it rained all day. So we just took an Uber back to the Met and enjoyed some time there. But it was a great trip. Hoping to go back next Christmas. I just, it's something I would love to do every year right before Christmas. If this sounds fun to you, DM me and let me know. We may get a group together. So DM me, let me know if you want to go. I think it will be so fun. Okay, now getting to our questions and answers because I'm going to run out of time. This is 3 and 23 minutes or less. So here we go. Here is Mary in New Mexico. This is from Mary in New Mexico. Hello, Heather. Quick question. I love your natural pain and nails. I see you on social media. What color polish am I seeing? Okay, first of all, these are not my natural nails. I know that's shocking to you, Mary, <laughs> but these are not my nails. I recently discovered KISS Press-On Nails, and OPI also makes these wonderful press-on nails. You can get those at Ulta, I know. Now, KISS, you can buy those at Target, probably Walgreens, anywhere. But it's just a natural color, and I don't have the package here to tell you exactly what color it is, but it just looks like a pinky, just real natural color. But that's the brand, and the OPI comes with a glue, and sometimes I will use that same glue on the KISS nails. They're so simple to use, and I love the way they look, and I don't have to go and sit anymore for two hours at the nail salon trying to get a dip or a gel. So it's just easy, and they're easy to take off too. So go check those out, Mary. They're KISS or OPI. Now, I'm going to tell you this that is a little irritating to my husband. These nails will pop off. 
And sometimes you won't realize that they've popped off. So he will bring me a fingernail that he'll say, I found this in, in my car or I found this on the floor in the kitchen. You know, he's not loving that. So, and you might want to put on gloves if you're doing any kind of cooking <laughs> or baking. You don't want your nail to come off in the food. But Besides that, they're great. They're a time saver. And oh my goodness, they are so much less expensive than a professional manicure. All right. Next question is from, or comment is from Kathy in Louisiana. And she says, my son is coming home from college and as excited as I am to see him, I'm dreading the late nights while he is here. My husband and I both work full time. And he wakes us up coming and going. I told him we would like for him to be in for the night at 10 p.m. And he said we are the only parents requiring this of their college kids. Oh, my goodness, Kathy. Listen, you know what you are? You are an only mama who. Do you know what an only mama who is? (laughs) I mean, I am an only mama who on so many different issues. But an only mama who is when they say, you know, you're the only mama who won't let us watch rated R movies, you know, your middle schooler, or you're the only mama who, I mean, I'm thinking of some situations in our home that I've that I definitely hear that. Okay, you're the only mama who won't let the opposite sex watch movies in their bedroom. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Like, I I am so good, Kathy, with being the only mama who, I can't even tell you. You're the only mama who is so old-fashioned. Good, good, good. So, if you are an only mama who, you are in great company. I know a lot of only mama who's, and it's a good thing to be. Now, this, this, let's see. Y'all are both working. I'm thinking this through. Your son, home from college. I know, I know, I know how you feel. Because I I felt this before as far as this wanting to have a curfew. And I will even, I've even said before, please do not come in late. Because my husband's job, he's in the medical field. He's a dentist. And it requires him to be able to focus on tiny things. He has to have a good night's sleep. And I'm very protective of his sleep. And teenagers do not understand or appreciate this. (laughs) That's what I've learned. But I've heard other mothers say that, that they are very protective of their husband's sleep. And I think we need to be protective of our own sleep. So what I like to do is on the weekends, I love to have one weekend night to where I don't care what time they come in. If I wake up five times or my husband wakes up, we're okay because nobody has to get up and go to work early the next morning. Now, this this is really where boundaries come in too. And kids love to talk about boundaries. That's such a big word right now for young adults and teens, but they don't love boundaries that you set. That's what I've learned. They want to set their their own boundaries. They like to think about that, but they don't like the thought of you setting boundaries with them. But this is a definite boundary that you are going to need to set for your own sanity because the college break, I mean, it's weeks. It's like, what, five weeks or seven weeks? I mean, that's a long time for your 
little precious to be home and for you not to get sleep. So this is your home. It's your house, your rules. Like my mother always says, your house, your rules. And true. So all that is true. And we've got to think about the breadwinner and you and your husband are both the breadwinners. And so, you know, who's paying for your little precious's food? And I don't know about you know, college expenses. I don't know who's covering that, but, you know, somebody's working to pay for all this. He's home, so he's enjoying the benefit of being in a warm home over the holiday, and I'm assuming there's food in your home (laughs) and toilet paper and, you know, all the things that he probably loves, like electricity and water, and someone has to work to pay for that, and you need sleep to be able to do that. So, Tell tell him that, you know, I would I would give him a night to where you don't care how many times you wake up during the night and your sleep is disrupted, you know, but you don't need to feel like you have a newborn in your home for five to seven weeks over a Christmas break. Because what happens is people start dreading the holidays and these breaks and you're so excited to see your child, but then you're exhausted. So In order for everybody to feel good and enjoy life and enjoy the holiday, you're you're just going to have to tell him, look, we're the breadwinners. We need sleep. You like to eat. You like all the benefits of our work. And so you're going to have to hunker down and just set a time. Say, this is when we go to bed. This is when it needs to get quiet. And don't think twice about it. Don't feel guilty about it because I promise you, he's not feeling guilty when he's keeping you up all night. All right, Kathy, I love you. We're all behind you. We're with you. You can handle this. All right, the last question or comment for today is from Petra in North Carolina. Heather, hi, friend. I hope you will choose to read this on your podcast because I am welcoming the opinions of others. I have two teenage sons. One is a junior in high school and the other is a freshman in college. I've always considered our family to be extremely close, but the last few months have taken a toll on me. My college-age son has begun speaking to me in a negative way and has become extremely disrespectful to his father. I've heard a lot about childhood trauma, but what about adult trauma caused by your kids? Oh my goodness, Petra, there are a lot of mamas out there right now nodding their heads, I can promise you. All right, here's the deal, Petra, emotional trauma caused by your kids is a real thing. It is not your imagination. Just because you raise someone to be kind doesn't mean that will be the outcome. Kids go through a lot of different stages, Petra, but... As far as I'm concerned, being hurtful to you is never okay. And I don't know if you listened to a recent podcast episode that was recorded right before Thanksgiving, but I recorded with my friend Stephanie, and we discussed dealing with difficult people over the holidays And I hope if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, go back and listen. I'm not sure what number that is, but go back and listen to it. One suggestion that we mentioned was having light contact with difficult people. And yes, you heard that right. It's light contact. I know it's not what you want with your child. I know that. 
I get it, but you must protect your peace. And I hope his Christmas break is extremely short (laughs) this year and he can skip back to college in the dorm ASAP because you, you do. You've got to protect your peace. And as far as this being a new thing with him, you know, he's a freshman in college and the company he is keeping may have something to do with his attitude. I mean, that's just a thought. So let's start praying for kind friends for your son. So his attitude will change. Maybe he's heard one of his his roommate or someone speak to their parents in this manner but it's, it's not okay. I'm not making excuses for him. I don't want you to think that I'm making excuses for him, Petra, because I'm not. I promise. And what's that saying? Choose the five people. Choose, be careful when you're choosing the five people that you hang around the most, your five closest friends, because those are the people you are most likely to emulate. And there's so much truth to that. I really believe in this. If things don't get better, I want you to find someone you can talk to, and that will help. Find a good friend, maybe, I mean, I promise you there are other people that are going through this too. So find someone that you can talk to, and let's just, let's also pray that he matures and grows up, because you and I both know mature people don't act this way, and hopefully you know, we'll get a new roommate, we'll have some new friends who are, um, who have a sweeter spirit. That's what we're going to hope for, is that he has some, some different people to be around, some positive people, Petra, some positive people. So don't get down, and I want you to enjoy, just enjoy this time, enjoy this season, and don't, try, try to not let his attitude affect you. Do other things that bring you joy and bring you peace. Have light contact with him and do things that you enjoy, that make you happy. Just, you know, when he starts this with you, walk away. Walk away, sister. Isn't that a country song? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Well, I love y'all so much. I love you. I hope you have the best Christmas holiday. We had, I've had several emails from mamas with college students. I think sometimes people get panicked. They're so excited about their college kids coming home. And then they come home and they're either in their room sleeping or they're out with friends. And manage your expectations. That's what I always tell people. Be sure and manage your expectations because teenagers, you know, friends are so important to them at this stage. All right, last thing before we run off to our Christmas Eve service, I wanted to share a quick sugar cookie recipe with you. This is a very old recipe. It is tried and true. It has five ingredients. I just got my cookies out of the oven. It is delicious. I mean, they are are the most delicious cookies. So here we go. One cup shortening or one cup softened butter. And I like to use half of each. Two cups sugar. Two eggs two teaspoons vanilla, three and a half cups sifted self-rising flour. So you will cream your shortening 
and butter or butter and sugar on low speed with an electric mixer. Gradually beat in the eggs and vanilla and add the flour a little bit at a time. Wrap the cookie dough in plastic wrap and store in the refrigerator for two hours to overnight. Roll about one-fourth inch thick and then cut your cookies out with your cookie shapes and cutters and bake on an ungreased cookie sheet at 375 for 8 to 10 minutes. So after that, you can add your icing, your sprinkles, whatever you want to do. And I will tell you that I have found putting the cookie sheets into the freezer beforehand and then putting the, the cookies, once you cut them out, the cookie dough on these cold baking sheets helps the cookies keep their shape and their form so they don't spread out while baking. I will put this recipe in show, the show notes today and also on social media. So if you want to go and find it there, it will be there for you. I hope that you have the best Christmas. I hope you enjoy every second of this holiday with your family and I just want to remind you that all these other issues and stuff and fluff and trinkets and stocking stuffers and all this other gifts that didn't come in on time. I know I've, I've seen some text messages today in different friend groups where items didn't come in. My husband's really bummed because one of the gifts that we ordered has now gotten lost, so it didn't make it in time. But you know what? None of that matters because we are celebrating the birth of Christ, and that's what this season is all about. And I'm just glad that we've had a few moments together today to take a deep breath and remember the season, the reason for the season. I love you. I hope that these next few weeks are wonderful for you, this wonderful break. And if you have a college kid home, squeeze them tight, love on them, hug them, and tell them what time you want them to be home. And you want the house to get quiet, just tell them. Okay. I love you. We'll get together again soon. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF. Facebook at Life Coach BFF, and also we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs. Come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.